yet another mechanical disaster in this week's movie, The Car, on Cinema de Fromage. Evil has visited the Earth in many forms. Now it returns as the car. There was no driver in the car. The car possess. I know why he didn't go into the cemetery. The ground was hallowed. <laughs> they all know nothing can stop the car. This is Wade! We can't let him through no matter what! Nowhere to hide. No way to stop the car. I, I think I hear the engine of that car. It's around here somewhere. I'm scared. No, I promise you I won't go out. Tell me what to do, baby. I, I, I... <laughs> well, no surprise there. People force drive the car. Wow. <laughs> yeah, the movie that, you know, has so little suspense in it, it has to ruin any extra little points there by showing you everything that's going to happen. <laughs> Welcome to Cinema de Fromage, season three, episode Two took a while for us to get here, but I think we're good now. Um, this week is the car, and of course, with me are my usual uh, partners in crime. We've got Kinte down there. Hey, how y'all doing? And over here. Oh, wait, over here. We have. Wait, I can't do this right. I'm pointing the wrong way every time. I have to point that way. It, it, it's the blackness beside you. Yes. Hello, Blackness beside me. How are you doing this week? I'm great as a disenfranchised voice. No, as a disembodied <laughs> disenfranchised voice. I'm also disenfranchised. Yeah, that, that probably too. Yeah, yeah. And full <laughs> disclosure, everyone, this was my pick of a movie. So Yes, it was. I yes, could any, tell. Any hate mail that uh, needs to come in can definitely come addressed to me. I'll deal uh, with it. I got this. Now, I'll, I'll tell you this much. This time around, I wasn't as angry after watching that <laughs> as that other film we will not talk about. So I will say for reasons we will get into, I was entertained 
Not for good reasons, but for interesting reasons. Do we have a guest this week or no? No, um, she had to work, so uh, oh. we won't have her score. Unfortunately, I'll, I'll have okay. to. Um, uh, we'll do. That's it all right. Though. Yeah. Okay, it's a trifecta, anyways. This is fine. This, mm-hmm. this is this is going to be good because there's so much to say. I have so many things to say about this movie. And I'm sure you guys do. So I want to have equal time for everybody. But let's start first with the uh, synopsis of this um, film that we we watched this week. Okay, so the less exciting version of the synopsis, which doesn't give away everything, still gives away plenty. Two bicyclists are run down by a strange black car in the desert near a small town in Utah. But this is just the first in a series of hit-and-run murders. Sheriff Wade Parents. Oh, his wow, his last name was Parents? Really? Wow. Okay, Sheriff Wade. Sheriff Wade is called in single. to investigate... Yeah, he's a single parent. Yeah, that's right. Wow, that was bad. Oh, my God. It's called in to investigate, and his deputy, Everett, is killed by the black sedan, which some witnesses say has no one behind the wheel. When the car threatens a local school parade, (gasps) the lives of the town children and Wade's teacher's Wade's teacher girlfriend, Lauren, are endangered. Wow, I can't even read that in my best movie voice because whew, that's really bad. But, yep, that's the car. There we go. I think no one was behind the director chair. <laughs> Much like behind the wheel. Or the writing chair or anything else. Well, the writing chair, I will definitely agree. It does feel like they pulled out the script from basically thin air or just had them. Uh, Ooh, let's face it. We know what this movie was. This was Jaws on land. Yes. <laughs> and, and and much worse. And not taking any lessons from Jaws. It's just going I mean, okay, it there made wasn't just as much sense as Jaws. It was missing it was missing the mayor, I think. Because I really wanted to see, you know, God damn it, we're gonna have this Arbor Day parade. And everyone's <laughs> gonna be there. Oh mayor, no, we, we can't. There's a car out there killing everybody. No. <laughs> Don't you realize this town will die if we do not get the Arbor Day? tourists <laughs> what? it would have yeah. been so perfect too i mean they're in utah they're they totally cut yeah. off from so the rest it was of the utah world. i was tra- i'm trying to figure out where they were was it nevada was like i don't know all of my american geography but i don't nevada um southern california and um some other state i have a lot of desert area and stuff like that but utah okay now i know they were so they were also missing the line uh, i guess we're gonna need a bigger tow truck <laughs> well, they, look. Let's face it. You had it, a semi-quid character in the the awful wife beater guy. Oh God! Yeah, oh, they, God but even then, I would love to have right? seen a scene where it's like, "You want me to take care of your car? I'll take care of him. I'll give you the headlights. I'll give you the upholstery. I'll even give you the tailpipe. Ten thousand dollars. I don't want no one coming with me." <laughs> <laughs> that's what I would like to have seen. That would have been awesome. But no, he wasn't. He was just a guy in jail who was a wife beater and racist. who had dynamite. And, and, so, a, and a racist, yeah. Yeah, well, he, he was sort of a racist. He, he, sort of. he, he was an unclever racist. I mean, uh, I'm sure a racist would come up with better insults for the Indian guy. I don't know. I mean, you know, the native cop, he could have, if he was a good racist, he would have had some really horrible things to say as opposed to these, you know, weak things that he said. I, I feel like he was just sort of your general hippie hater. Like, yes. You know, like, like that's it. That's such a trope. But honestly, that's exactly what he felt like. Like, you know, damn and, these kids. 
And really, the movie had nothing to say about the fact that he was a wife beater, except for, oh, he's a wife beater. But then they can't let that kind of disappear. Okay. Spousal abuse, family abuse. Uh, it's okay. Sorry, folks. I'm going to give away stuff here, but he lives in the end. So he doesn't even get a quint ending, you know, where, you know, he's like in the, the hood of the car being mulched up or something, which would have been cool. But no, he, he, he survives and, and everyone's like, yeah, way to go. And well, the, he well, gets to go on home and beat his wife and kids for a while. Well, the, well the, 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 if you, if, I mean, nobody oh, asked God, me for my of, opinion, but this is my opinion, right? My opinion ahead, ahead. is that the reason that he lives and the car is trying to run everybody else down is because basically he is the, he's a, he's the bad guy. Right. But mm. think about who's behind the wheel or not behind the wheel. And okay, uh, who is, well, cause I don't know. It's the devil or some demonic oh. force or something. Oh. And so okay, sin is totally cool. And so, yeah, the bad guys are going to live and the good guys are the ones that are going to get run down. Oh, so the divorcee and the uh, alcoholic drunk who beats his wife live because of, and the alcoholic. Oh, we forgot about that other wonderful subplot that was really badly handled and could have been much better. <laughs> with This film didn't was go like ideas either. just couldn't do anything with. Like, okay, there's two types of films out there that are very difficult to do well. The first is comedy because... You know, you've got to be funny. You've got to have good timing. You have to be very clever for it to work. Even if the, the gross stuff requires a bit of, you know, cleverness. And it's all about timing. And it's about the skill to it. And the next one is horror. Because you have three things you have to have. You have to have atmosphere. you got to have tension. And uh, the third thing that you need to have in horror. No. <laughs> Just, which is basically um, a reason for things to happen that, you know, that has sort of a sense. But you have to create a believable reality where supernatural things happen. You have to have the right kind of atmosphere and you have to have the right kind of tension that has for a horror to work. And this movie had none of that. It didn't have the tension. Uh, you know, I'll, I'll give it the first few minutes of the film where the two, the two biker kids get run down. Yeah, that was pretty good. That was well done. Um, in fact, they even kind of made you... I mean, you knew what was going to happen because the movie's called The Car. So you knew a car was going to be killing people. So there's no uh, surprises there. I was surprised. <laughs> I didn't, yeah, I was surprised that it was a car that was killing people. <laughs> exactly. But the thing was, they gave you a sort of a false start where they're going through the tunnel. You figure that's the obvious place where the car is going to smuck them, right? Because there's no place in or out. You're, you're trapped in the tunnel. You, so you figure but they got through that. But the audience goes, okay, we know the car is going to try to kill them. And you kind of get sort of a bit of tension. And that worked. And then how, how they went was pretty horrible in a way. And that worked too. Uh, they looked a lot prettier, though, when they found them later, but who knew? Anyways. <laughs> but from there on in, there is no real tension. There's no real atmosphere. There's nothing. That setting does not... That setting could have been used properly for... Like, if you had sort of a one-on-one -on -one chase through the desert kind of thing, you could create an interesting tension and everything. But that wasn't what this film was about. Right. So there's So the setting kills any kind of mood or atmosphere that you have well okay wait 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 i'm gonna push back on that so okay so, go ahead so maybe the setting you're right i mean in in, in one way you're right the, the i'm bright lit setting. i mean look okay, look at look look at the picture there you got a bright lit background and everything the car has no menace it looks like a goofy overdone kind of style well, it, so okay so so it definitely does to us now mm -hmm. I, I, I for sure right because I, yeah, been, too. I totally get it 
but I, but I I think what they were going for is the isolation aspect, the idea that they that are... would have been interesting, but this didn't play on that. It didn't well, play on it, that. it didn't do it effectively, but I think that no. that's what they were going for because there's little clues here and there that talk about how far away they are from stuff, why they can't mm -hmm. get somebody to come in and do reinforcement with them. And yeah, they were finding cops left, so, right, and center throughout the whole film. Like, and yes. for such a small town, they had a huge police force because they were calling in reserves even at the end, where there was like 12 or 17 guys after their main guys were all killed. And I'm kind of like, where are these cops all coming from? Wow. Yeah, it just it the, the, it was the implementation of it that yes. uh, that I think didn't. But I think the setting. I don't think the setting was what was wrong. No, no. It, it, if it was used effectively and you had that sense of isolation, sure, absolutely. Like I said, you could have a, a great tense, uh, scary, atmospheric movie where it's you know an individual being chased by something in a desert area where it's even in bright daylight, you've got the heat and everything else, and it could be really interesting. This movie didn't have that. It didn't have that feel. Like it, even though they were isolated in the middle of nowhere, you still didn't have that feel that they were completely isolated. That there was nowhere for them to go. In fact, even the ending is the worst part of it. Is because it's sort of like, oh, we're going to get it up to here. What? That's your plan? That makes no okay. Because you're in such a big open area. Why would that have worked? Aside from the fact that the plot required it to. But uh, okay, but 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 this is sort of the same, and this is why I think comparing it to Jaws is actually really good because okay. this is the sort of stuff that happens in horror movies all the time, uh, just pretty consistently, and it and and uh, doesn't work. And yes, it's absolutely you know one of those things that just makes you cringe. At the mm -hmm. same time, it's also I think uh, it, it's almost a rite of passage that uh, anybody who does one of these movies sort of creates one that makes zero sense and yet still tries to go for maximum possible effect because some mm -hmm. parts of the car were super... There, uh, well, there's... I, I'm going to give you that face because i got to wonder which, which parts aside there, from the opening. Beside from the or Aside from the yeah. opening? Okay. Yeah. Uh, I'll, I'll tell you which car, the part that I really liked. The part okay. that I really liked, which, was, which I know everybody's going to groan because maybe you're going to think it's stupid, but is the part where they are where they've all gone basically uh into the cemetery and mm -hmm. she's taunting the car and whatever yeah the, cat it, poop yes, yeah that that. It, that part was really <laughs> ridiculous but what but what wasn't ridiculous was the way mm. that they animated the car right okay. the, the way that the car that's when i felt like the car was actually a real thing there was something about it that was different because up to that point i feel like it could have been anything it could have been somebody driving the car remote control it could have mm -hmm. at that graveyard scene they did something super interesting visually with the car mm -hmm. the, having said that the 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 next part of the car that had any sort of connection with that was when the car is holding a grudge and basically drives through uh, Lauren, Lauren's house. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. Which, which is, which is I, I realize that it's ridiculous, but it worked really well if you have, if you can just suspend belief completely and forget anything needs to make sense. Well, see, here's my problem. The, and I normally, this is, I'm going to go against everything I've normally said about horror films. 
Like I'm one of those people who says, I don't need an explanation of why things are happening in a horror film. Like I don't know, want to know why Michael Myers kills people or, you know, all this other stuff. And normally that's my default. But with this movie, I thought a little explanation is required because we've got a devil car and they go, that's enough. It's a devil car and it kills. And I'm like, well, I, you know, I, I'm going, okay, in that setting, maybe this is me just throwing ideas out there that maybe they should have used. And then these are bad ideas too. These are cliche ideas, but what if it's sort of like, okay, the natives have this spirit and hundreds of years ago, there was some sort of, you know, thing that was done to them. And this is sort of a spirit of vengeance and it, it possesses this car and takes out, you know, on something stupid like that. Even if it's something just in passing, oh, this, you know, it's sort of like, no, I got the drunk guy going, it's a demon car. And that's it. And it's like, there's no reason, like, okay, there's a demon that's possessing the car, and its goal is to run down people one at a time. Is is that its maybe, goal for spreading maybe, evil through the world? Maybe the whole reason that the car was trying to run people down is because every time it ran somebody down and killed them, it ate their soul. Okay. You know what? If they had some sort of hint of that, that might have been interesting, too. But we didn't. In fact, I thought it was, a, I think it was, a, I think it would have been a better film <laughs> if it was a psychopath in a car, a la duel. I mean, I'll, I'll give the movie this much credit. The police, for most of the part, were like real police. They wouldn't suddenly, except for the one guy, wouldn't suddenly go, yeah, I think that's a possessed car. You know, they would, they would, for the entire thing, would go, yeah, that's got to be some idiot driving around. No, it's a possessed car. Okay, Al, you know, go back and have your bottle. Yeah. We'll talk to you later. Possessed yeah. car. Um, and you know what? I think it would have been better if it was just some unknown. I could take, even without explanation, if there was showing a hand driving the car, I could take some psychopath driving his car, killing people at random. I could go and I'd follow that. And he's, you know, he gets vengeance. And for some reason, he doesn't run over the cemetery because he knows he'd get his car stuck in there. So, <laughs> you know, but I think that would have been a, I think that would have been at least a more logical film than what we got. What we got was kind of silly because that car disappeared and reappeared wherever it went. It, it wasn't a real car. It was, you know, you know, it's like, hey, look at that. That's a Diablo 666 car. You know, you only have one of those ever made. And it was made by the devil. It's like, okay, come on. But the. I'm going to tell everybody a quick story. So uh, they remade this film. They did? They remade it in 2000. And yes, oh. they did. Well, they didn't oh, remake it God. as much as they tried to reboot oh. it. It's hilarious. Okay. Yes. So in 2000 and I think it was 2018, actually. This, wow, this, this thing called, yeah, <laughs> this thing called uh, The Car. Uh, uh, what was it called? It was called The Car something. Um, it was basically The Car that was redone it, and it was the same exact car it was actually really cool that part was really cool really? but the way that they worked it yeah the way that it's they killing us by guzzling more gas than anything else out there <laughs> actually it, uh, it was called the road to revenge and road to, uh, way so that they did it was sequel. um it uh it the the by one of the people that we learn about in the movie who actually dies and okay. he possessed and goes on mm -hmm. and and it was interesting because you could see what perhaps the writers were thinking 
the original car, the, the car that we all watch. Okay. And, or, or at least have the same thought I did. It's like give some sort of motivation was, to the damn thing. It was just as yeah. bad. I mean, it possibly was. Well, because it, it's, because it's, they it had is a bad money. idea. Um, you know, possessed car running things. I mean, uh, Christine wasn't much better. Um, you know. And, well, Maximum Overdrive. Oh, okay. There you go. There's another. Stories. <laughs> really? That's one of my favorite stories. It's not one of my favorite movies. But it's That's one, one of those things where we're, we're reading something and actually seeing what that thing looks like or it teaches you a valuable lesson. Don't, don't. Yeah, and oh, well. it, uh, it, it, it's not not Christine, no. and it's definitely not, uh, and it's not maximum overdrive. Overdrive, in, in but it's close because because be, well, the the reason that it's not any of those things is because it, it is because it feels like they are really and very specifically bringing in the element of see this is the car is. At, possessed in a way that lets that, that prevents it from going into a graveyard I mean, that's that feels so pinpoint specific and so mm-hmm. it doesn't feel to me like uh, we're something more nebulous like with Christine well we exactly the whole backstory of Christine um, with maximum overdrive we just know the basic sort of something happening uh, that possibly could be alien. By the way, you should not have mentioned that movie because season four, that's going to be our first movie. There you go. That's Which your one? first. Which one? Uh, oh, Maximum, Maximum Overdrive. Maximum Overdrive? That's a good movie. I like that. <laughs> I like that movie. I hate that movie, See, The Passion. I really do. See, they're fun. That's though. not a fun. fun. The reason that they're fun... Yes, they are. Okay. They're very fun. Okay. All these movies are... I'm not saying that of course they've got right. downsides, but if, if you ask me, the car is 1977's retrospective look on everything wrong with 1977. Racism, <laughs> people being misogynistic. I think, I think you're reading way too much into this. This is, hey, that Jaws no, movie no, did I'm really saying, well. Wait, Let's wait, do wait, Jaws wait, on not, the land. No. And that's it. No, 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 no. I'm not saying. I'm not saying that. In I'm not saying they planned that. I'm saying right. that us, for us to watch the version of the car, is for right. us to understand everything that was wrong with 1977. That, as hmm. you see, everything laid right out, and it's bad. They did in 1970. They're still sort of dealing with two separate layers of horror. One layer of horror was the horror that we see like, you know, back as Rosemary's baby. And then the other layer of horror was the really goofy, stupid horror that had no sense to it. It just, it just was horror because it's scary because we tell you that it's scary, not even because it has to be scary. That I feel like is sort of like that. That's just that's the piece. Okay. Okay. It's, you know what I'm well, saying? I know what you're saying. I, I I don't necessarily agree with it, but I know what you're saying. Yeah. I, don't worry, Chris. We we will give you enough information yes. about the film. Now yeah. I have a question because we we've been thinking James Brolin was the sheriff. I don't think James Brolin was the sheriff. Was he not the deputy? And the sheriff was uh, Waltz from The Godfather. Yes. Yeah. Which was jarring he, because he, yeah, he was. And then this is, he this got is, voted. Yeah. Okay. So this is what got me was the sheriff's character because this is where you know casting is really important. You know, I don't know what a Utah accent is. 
Um, so I could pretend that huh? that you know Waltz. Uh, sorry, I could pretend that Brolin and everybody else is speaking the Utah accent. Now the sheriff was supposedly there at least since high school because he's talking to this girl about who she's from. The, oh, cat poop. Anyways, uh, talking to uh, this girl, you know, who was from his high school. But it's Waltz from. It's you know I can't afford to look ridiculous. She was young. She was beautiful. She was the greatest piece of ass I ever had. You know, the guy from The Godfather, right? And he does not sound like he's from that town. And it's like, it stands out so badly. I'm going to go, you know, I just came from the deli and I want to tell you that being part of this town, I'm like, it's great, you know. It's like it's like a New York guy. Like, I can get Waltz. He's a New York guy who goes to, um, you know, he goes to... California to become a, a movie mogul. Fine. But that's not a sheriff, a, you know, a local born sheriff. That's, it's like, it, it just pulls me right out. I mean, A, you've got that, you know, you, you recognize him from The Godfather. So it's like, it's really hard to think that he's not going to have a horse's head in his bed sometime in this movie. But it, aside from that, his accent just is just awful. It just like it throws you right out of it. It's just like, I cannot believe that he went to high school with this, that woman. <laughs> you know, it'd be like watching Fargo and having some guy with a southern accent saying, you know, I've been here all my life here. <laughs> these people into these movies, though? Oh, it's easy. Um, hey, I've got some money. Okay. I mean, James Brolin is not oh. known for his great choices, right? So, some, yeah, somebody me, needed, uh, like, a... Oh, yeah. from- here, here we go. So they didn't get Oh, wait. I don't think <laughs> well, that, here we go. Yeah. I've done just since high school. Wow, the movie is so bad. Even the clip doesn't work. Yeah. Bertha. Bertha. There's nothing to go home to. You're making me look ridiculous. To high school with her. <laughs> See, <laughs> I went to high school with her, and you know, we grew up together. She back in Queens. Then we both came to Utah. <laughs> I love the relief map too in the background. Oh man, that's hilarious! Yeah. It's but it's like it's like okay, that's an interesting casting choice. I mean, I could look. Jaws was about a New York cop who, who goes to Amityville and, and learns to get over his fear of water, which is what that film is about. Um, this, you know, he could have been a New York guy who's moved to Utah to become a sheriff. And that would have been okay, too. But to have him sit there and say, I've done her since high school. She was at my Schwitzfa and it was great. <laughs> <laughs> I had her at my bar mitzvah. And, we, and she, I remember when she held me in the chair and we were dancing around and it was just wonderful. No, I mean, it's like, I, I, I don't buy it. I'm sorry. I, he doesn't look like local character. Now, whereas the natives, yes, no, he did. doesn't. And yeah, I thought that was, that was a good choice. For their probably picked them up off the street. So my guess. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I'll say this about, about this film is, I, you know, I'm, I, you know, for a movie like this, I can say that backstory and all of that, I, I'm willing to get rid of that as, you know, I won't hold it to a standard of another film. Mm-hmm. But 
all you got to be in, in this kind of film is super duper entertaining. And if you can pull that off, then it'll cover up a lot of sins. Um, at times, this movie is pretty uh, entertaining in a goofy way, like yes, like a car crash way, uh, pun intended. Uh, <laughs> you know, like uh, I mean, I had fun. I actually, my mother is in town, and she actually watched it with me. Her and uh, a friend of mine. Oh, you're and, a mean, mean son. I, right, <laughs> and actually, my mother laughed all the way through. And my mother hates these kind of movies. Oh, yeah. <laughs> actually, well, it is. It's it, there's nothing scary about it. It is dumb. <laughs> yeah, she actually. La- I was surprised because I told her. I said, "Hey, I have to watch this movie for the show that we're doing," and you know, I, and so I was like, "You want to watch it with me?" And then my my buddy who's here uh, was watching it with me, and I, I was I wouldn't tell him what it was. So I just turned it on, and then surprise, they were like, after the opening scene, they were like, "Really, dude? <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> really? We're gonna sit up here and watch this?" And I'm like, "Hey, I look, you know, it's not like I'm gonna be you know, uh, the Godfather or something like that, you know." <laughs> but there's a guy from the Godfather, so you could have said there was it was a connection, right? Hey, you know it is. So, but um, no, you know, um, they they both kind of had a good time with it. At first, they were like giving me the finger. <laughs> I can just picture just sitting there. Oh, what are you doing that for? Why are you doing this to me? Just watch. Just watch. It gets better. But they did say both of them at the end. They said and they laughed and had yeah, it's it's um, it's it is a huge ball of dumb. So yeah. I, I can't I can't look. I did not like this film, but I can't hate it. I didn't oh. hate this film the same way I hated Burnt Offerings. Burnt <laughs> Offerings just made me angry when I finished watching it. This movie did not because it was so dumb. And it was dumb in so many ways. Uh, okay, buddy, you, you got cut off by the car? Why'd you open your door? Why not just drive ahead and get away from the front of the car? Because you knew that was going to try to push him off the cliff. But no, he decides to try to get out the other side, which would have been difficult, you know. Well, I guess no. Back then, there was just one single seat, so maybe not so hard. But the thing that got me is once it pushed it over the edge, as soon as it did its first tumble, the roof exploded. It wasn't the engine; it was the roof that exploded. It's like, what? Oh, that's such a common seventies thing. Though, what? I swear what? to God, well, no, of those cars. No, because most of those cars usually hit, you know, trunk or uh, hood first, and and it would go up. That thing flipped over and the hood exploded. I mean, the, the roof exploded. And it was like, wait, that's not how. Why it... did the roof explode? That's well, the, uh, but I swear, that's, that is. That if is you can so find that clip, I would love to, to see that. Because uh, no, most, I'm going to say, no, most 70s films, the guy does a nosedive into the cliff and the front of the car blows up first, which you're going, oh, it's the engine it blows up. It's like, wait, the gas isn't it? You know, the gas tank's not in the engine. What the heck? But yeah, yeah there, you're there's right. no rhyme exploding when every time they flip over. Seriously, there is no rhyme or reason to '70s pyrotechnics. Oh, that's they, not. They just true. wanted the cars to blow up. Which no. I, I'll watch Bullet and tell me yes, that. Yes, it is. Watch Bullet and tell me that's the way they did it, or French Connection with their car chases. Totally different. Uh, now, uh, schlock it, films. It, those yes, are the exceptions. Schlock films. No, ways, schlock no. films definitely would have things explode yeah. for no reason. But. Um, I guess this counts as a schlock film, definitely. But um, I'm sorry, the the car chase where the car decides to take out. Oh, there we go. Okay, that's the scene. Just watch this. This is this is a guy who doesn't know how to save himself. 
oh, I better get out of the car because it cut me off and I'm at the edge. No, it closes the door on him. So his first instinct is not to drive the frick away. No. His first instinct is to do this. It's pushing me. I better get out this side. And then maybe, you know, probably get out of the car altogether, get away. No, let's get back in there. <laughs> See, it's, it's the top of the car that blows up first. Those are very flammable light bulbs on top of that car. Oh, by the way, that is not a scary sound of the horn beeping. That was annoying. Oh, yes. There's our hero also being dumb because he's driving around on a motorcycle. Oh, the first thing you want to do when you battle a car is be on the most vulnerable piece of equipment on the road. But he looks cool. Yeah, yeah. See, you know, see, yeah, that's right. It looks really cool. And also, and, 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 and you'll look cool as a skid mark on the road because that's what should have happened to him. Yeah. He's, he's the coolest guy out of all of this. <laughs> also, uh, also, it's James okay, Brolin. No, he's this. not. I'm going to say this. <laughs> Uh-huh. I'm I'm gonna say this for the right. for this movie, right? right? So I I saw this movie when I was really young. I don't remember exactly how young I was. Uh, I remember again. This was another one of those ones that was uh, I VHS or something, but it was mm-hmm. it was actually taped from uh, from. Right. It looks like it was made for television. Commercials through it. And I, and I, I, I couldn't, I like, it was hard for me as a kid. It was hard for me to sort of get what was going on as a doll, as an adult, it's still difficult, but it was even more difficult as a kid. <laughs> Remember uh, or feeling a, a sense of kind of um, dread. there was any possibility at all that mechanical things wouldn't be controlled by people. Like that was a very real thing for me as a kid. Now I think that kids today don't experience that because we have a lot of AI and because it's just sort of a psyche. We understand that things are very automated. To me, this was actually a really scary proposition. Other thing that left a big impression on me was this, this, the the idea of this that there would be some. Uh, crossover between technology and what I would have considered at the time to be evil was it, it imprinted on me. It made me actually rethink a lot of stuff. Like maybe inanimate objects really can be uh, somehow not what they seem to be. Be totally uh, possessed isn't really the right word because I don't think I was thinking that. But mm-hmm. when I think back on what that experience was, that experience made me see the movie obviously in a slightly different light than perhaps other people. I got older, as I talked about this movie to to other people, I was pleasantly to hear that a lot of people not just had that same reaction, but also wanted to see this movie again. In fact, when it when it came out on Shutter, there was a Uh, and uh, other social media piece where people were watching and 
and in in a very similar way to what we're doing, laughing at the parts that were ridiculous, going back to oh, this is actually a kind of a it's a scary idea. If they had done things a little bit better, it would have been better. It it could have actually. Mm. So that I I feel like I should say that because because I didn't just pick this movie because I I first of all this to me is the epitome of what cinema du fromage is it is the it is campy mm-hmm. and and cheesy mm-hmm. and and there is ridiculous lines in it i mean truly ridiculous in the graveyard was just that will stand out forever to me as one of the funniest things ever but there's also uh, there you can tell that they were trying to do else and it just failed spectacularly in some ways this movie reminds me a lot of the second conan when uh i forgot what it's called but the one where conan, conan basically goes off on the conan the destroyer there we go mm-hmm. it's like a lot of epicness happening all together but there's just no there's just nothing there mm-hmm. fluff story this felt like so that i just wanted mm-hmm. to let you know that i didn't pick this out of where i actually thought that this embodied what we uh what we well, are fair. what we're trying cinema du fromage it's fair oh we're gonna have the, the taunting scene oh. yeah let's play that that's because this is a logical thing to do you're being chased by a car so <laughs> I know. That's not what i would do why don't you get out of your big ugly car huh we might see what you look like I'd like to see what what a creep like you looks like. Those are the worst donuts I've ever seen. <laughs> it's a big car. Mm, yeah, seventies car. Come on, come on, come on, get out of your car, huh? I don't even think she's oh, taking it seriously. Look at her. Son of a bitch, you are. Oh, I got story now. I see. As long as you're in your car, you're and you're bad. Come on, let me tell you something, buddy. You know what you are? A chicken. You're a chicken shit. Scum of the earth. Son of a bitch. Oh, she's running to the cop car. She's got to warn everybody. Back again! My God! This is what can we do for you, sweet thing, huh? <laughs> Why don't you just get out of that big upside down bathtub and let me see who you really are, huh? You psycho idiot, horse's ass! Um, hmm. Hello, hello, somebody, hello. Who is this? This is my. This 
somebody to look. Which car? The car. Oh, okay. Cemetery fast. Donna, who's at the station? And where the hell is Luke? There's nobody here. Everybody took off when they heard Margie. Okay, you guys on roadblock. Hold your stations in case he slips through. This is our chance. Don't blow it. Mm. Okay, we all know that you know how to wreck Okay. You want to know something else that's sort of funny about this? Um, I, I, when I was uh, for what we were doing today, I, I read that some of the most difficult scenes in the car to actually do behind the scenes were they involved uh, the technical aspect of having this giant car basically do some of the stuff that it did. But what you know, is that, uh, that I be missing out of this movie is something less than. So... I, I see why, you know, the car's unique. Such a unique shape to it. It's kind of cool. But it, it's not, it, it, it lacks the this is scariness because it's, it's not too pristine to be perfect, which would have been one way to go. And it's not beat up, beat up enough to be, it's seen some action. Mm. It feels so middle of the road that sort of the car itself has a difficult time, I think, conveying that it's supposed to be this super evil. And it's funny because, again, I can see what he was trying to do. It's quite... Hmm. Well, I think think there's a lot of things. Yeah, A, the look of the car doesn't quite work. It's too cartoonish. Um, cartoonish. Cartoonish. That's a, you it know is. what? That's it, a, it, it, that is a great way to describe it, it Harry. It is. That is exactly the right way to say it. it. It reminds me of a graphic novel. It should have been. It could. Well, have even been then, I would not go graphic, graphic novel. novel. I would say comic book in the classic, you know, Silver Age sense, and a bit of a, a goofiness to it and everything. It's. Uh, I, and I think the problem with the movie too is it doesn't know what it wants to do, so it creates a whole bunch of subplots in there that go absolutely nowhere and are so badly handled. You have the subplot of the abusive husband and his wife that does disappears all of a sudden, except for they, they need this guy at the end. You have the alcoholic cop who goes on a bender, and um, even then, that was badly handled. Where they have oh. You should have warned them not to have... I told you to tell them not to do the parade. And it's like, they could have done that so much better. If it were a thing where, you know, he's stressed out because of all the killings, all the deaths and everything, and he's, he's stressed out and he goes to drink, it's fine. But to have a scene where he's, you know, passed out in his car or something like that, where he could have called somebody or he was going to go see somebody, but he passes out in his car because he's too friggin' drunk, and then he wakes up and it's too late... That would have been more effective than he just, I didn't go because why? You were that inebriated, you couldn't go? Then we didn't see that. There was no sense when he told you that you were so incapacitated, you couldn't just call someone and say, you know what? Uh, yeah, don't do the parade. Mm-hmm. And it's like, oh, okay. And so, like, eh, and you're drunk, but I won't be again. Okay. And he's the only one that believes the car is demonically possessed. In fact, even in the end, he's the only one that believes the car is demonically possessed because of the exciting explosion that he saw. And so this movie has so many weird, small, little 
subplots that just go nowhere. The, oh, we're going to, you know, oh, hey, she's, I'm getting a divorce or I'm in a divorce. I'm going to marry this woman. What do you think, girls? Yeah, we like her. Oh, okay. You know, okay. I mean, obviously it doesn't go anywhere because she dies. Yeah. Sorry, spoiler alerts. But even then, there's no emotional payoff, really. It's kind of like, uh, this is just well, a there's... plot point. Let's go on to the next bit. There's right, right. There's no uh, the, the the problem is that there's no emotional investment that anyone yeah. can make in any protagonist except to me the car. That's the only emotional protagonist. That Even then, I, I had no feeling for the car because I have no idea what its <clears throat> motivations are. I don't know why it's doing what it's doing. You did? Yeah, he's evil. Well, it's evil. It's just evil. That, but that does, that's, that's evil like doesn't cop mean out. any purpose. No, you know what? But it has to have a goal. What is the evil's what was goal, the goal in this movie? What was, the goal of, what was the goal of the demon in the exorcist? It was to possess the girl and control the girl. And because the exorcist, yeah, that's the, that's the exorcist is a small, it's a small, no, no, hold on. It's a small cosmos thing, right? It's the effect on the individuals around this girl. And that's what that story was about. So that you didn't worry too much about what the bigger plan was. But this car is roaming around killing people for no reason that we can understand, except for that it's bad. And that's not good enough. I, I, I mean, in the story, you know that's weak writing when you go, its motivation is that it's evil or it's bad. It's like, mm. I can understand, I can understand like a force of nature, like, okay, a storm is coming in, it's going to destroy things. It does it because that's what storms do, that it's just a force of nature. The car doesn't feel like a force of nature because it's a mechanical built thing. It's, a, it's an object that we know is man-made in, in a way, even though, let's say it's demon-made, whatever. It still doesn't have, there doesn't seem to be a set motivation or goal for this thing, aside from driving around and hitting random people. Like, there's no... But, but see, but see, in like, my what mind... What would happen if they didn't destroy it? What would it do? What, what, what do you think it would do if it didn't, they didn't destroy it? Well, that's what they did in the end. And then we were supposed to be all scared when yeah. it was honking fact, away. I was kind of hoping... But it did. They showed it at the end. Yeah, in a way. In the credits, they showed the car driving away. They were trying to set up. And it was like, okay. So, but I mean, it didn't feel like it. So they didn't destroy it. Yeah, but even then, it doesn't feel like there's a. a, a, Like, but but that's just because you can't destroy evil, not because you couldn't destroy the car. Okay, evil is a nebulous force. It's like it's boring. There's nothing interesting about that. It's evil because I mean, I I might as well show a storm and go, okay. The storm is evil because it destroys things. You know, okay, and you agree to disagree. I, I honestly do. I mean, I like to have to see the evil have some sort of goal, even if it's something small. Like I'm going to possess this little girl and take her over. Can I? You know what? I need to to save that clip. Uh, that was funny. He said, "I would. I need to see my evil. Uh, <laughs> what is it? Have a goal? Yes. <laughs> that's how. That's how Terry." Needs to have no, my evil needs to have a, a set goal. So like the Empire wants to control the galaxy. I mean, even if it's as big and dumb as that, but at least it's, you know, the shark wants to eat, you know, okay, in Jaws. It has it has a motivation. It, it does what it's doing. You can understand why it's doing what it's doing. The car is doing what it's doing because it's bad. And, you know, even like Michael Myers, he kills because he's you got to, you know, it was compulsion to kill. I mean, even then, that's sort of understandable. Yes, he's a force, and it is just evil. 
but at least you can almost see what his goal is. He's aiming to kill these three girls. That's yeah. in the movie. That's its goal. His no, goal, see, right? See, <clears throat> no, see, no, see, see. Wait, 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 wait. I see. I, I think that this is all. Th- this is this problem with uh, with personification mm-hmm. uh, when it comes to, especially when it comes to. Uh, the, what we would consider to be inanimate, right? Right, it's but they did personify it. Give, I mean, that's, they, uh, they personified the car. It, it, it was killing people. It was getting vengeance for being dissed. But it didn't, but it didn't have... It needed to have... I, I see what you're saying. It needed to have uh, some kind of <clears throat> personality trait. And it didn't not have... Not necessarily a personality trait, but it, it, it had to be a set thing that it was trying to do in the film. In the film itself, it has to be. But it has to be its grand goal that. for the, the universe. It just has to be what it's I, trying to accomplish in this film. Whether it's trying to wipe out everybody in the town it, it was chaos. or whatever. I, I see. I totally disagree because I. But that's I boring. Plenty of horror movies with with episodic chaos as the center. But of, even then, everything you name, name a horror film where they. Yeah, but name a horror film where the monster or the whatever it is that they're dealing with doesn't have some sort of goal in itself. Godzilla. Godzilla has a goal. Godzilla is not a monster. He's the king of all monsters. I'm sorry. He's the king is of he, is he... Yeah. It depends <laughs> on what era you're talking <laughs> about. In the later part of the uh, 70s, he was he was a friend and defended Tokyo against other monsters. That wasn't until later. Oh my but, god! Yeah, that wasn't until later. No, the, the, the early Godzilla movies were, were just Godzilla going crazy and destroying Japan. No, no, Godzilla was pissed no. because he was irradiated and he was getting revenge. Exactly. The, the, the only the only really serious okay. Godzilla film is the first that's one. See, that's just no. a, you're reading something into. Oh no, absolutely film, not. And that's awesome. Oh no, 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 no. Hold on, no, that's I the intent. Totally that was believe. no. Hold on, that was the intent of the creators of the first Godzilla film. That was their discussion of what had happened to them less than ten years prior with Nagasaki and Hiroshima. That was their reaction to the whole thing. I mean, it's a nuclear bomb Inside that brings him to film. life, and they have to use a a weapon that destroys everything around it to get rid of him, and they have to make the choice Inside to use that film, weapon to stop. They never discussed. No, no. What? Oh, if you're talking about the characters in the film, no. But the creators, absolutely, that was their intent. Because in the so end, just the question, the question of the first talk. Godzilla film. Hold on a second. Just, just hear me out for one second. Okay. The original Godzilla film, uh, Godzilla King of the Monsters, or whatever it was called, I can't remember now, but. The scientists come up with a way to destroy the monster, knowing that it will kill almost everything in the ocean around it. And they have a super powerful weapon that destroys everything. And they are resting. Is it more important to destroy the enemy that they are dealing with, with this horrible weapon that can be used against everything, the oxygen destroyer, as it's called, or not? And they end up having to use it to stop the enemy. And it's their way of dealing with, and the the, the, uh, the creators at the time is dealing with the whole thing. And if you look at the scenes, and we're not talking about the version with Raymond Burr or anything like that, the American version. We're talking the original Japanese version. You're looking at all these people in cities that are being destroyed, and you're, you're, you're seeing what their view of what was happening, where you had an unstoppable force destroying and leveling their cities and everything. And we're not talking about the way it looks in later films. We're talking about the very first one. And it is definitely their kind of way of looking at and, and discussing 
what had happened prior and where they are at that point. Yeah, I mean, and there wasn't going to be a funeral. So I, I agree with all that. Mm -hmm. I, I I agree with all that. I, I do. <clears throat> I also think that that you're using one standard to movie. And and don't get me wrong, I'm right. not defending this in the way that I think you might think I'm defending. No, it, no, no. But you're either. using a completely different scoring system for another movie. So because what it feels like you're saying is that just because we haven't talked to or gotten opinion directors and the producers to get some and what was happening, oh, no, no, we no. can't understand it, and therefore it just sort of feels nebulous. I know, but I mean. Like I said, even then, so Godzilla's, his whole feeling was to go out there and, and he's destroying, he's attacking what's destroying him. So there's a motivation for the monster, even within the film's concept, right? Not, not what the creators are trying to go for, but the, the, the concept of the, what the creature is, is doing is attacking what is attacking him in his mind. That's a motivation. It's, it's, uh, it's primal. It's not very, you know, it's not like he's thinking it out and he's got a plan or anything. That's what he does. Yeah. I mean, it's look at that. He has a plan. He's taking out the. Uh, oh, that's their yeah. I think that was their plan was to use the electricity to stop him. If I remember correctly, he was vulnerable to the electricity. Yes. <laughs> but the thing is, it, like what I say is, when I even in the smallest thing, like when you're watching like Alien, that creature is just trying to survive in the ship and get rid of everything in the ship, right? So it's got sort of a goal. It's not a. It's not a big goal. It's not. A, it doesn't have to be a major goal, but you can sort of see what it's trying to do. I look at the car and I go, "What's it trying to do? Kill everybody? Why? Just it's evil. It kills people. It's like that's eh, that's not enough. I, if it's I, trying I to survive, problem yeah. with that. I just don't. okay. That's fair. That's fair. We don't need to. We so, don't need to grind that into the ground. You know, you know what's is that who would have thought that there was going to be. Such a deep conversation about uh, this film. <laughs> it's true. It's true because it is a. It's not that deep a movie. In fact, it is. It is definitely the shallow end of. But it. The... But it is. But you know what? But it. You know what it is, and that's again. That's why I chose it because it is. It is a um, a representation of a lot of the not horror, quote unquote. Mm -hmm that came out of a specific period of time. <clears throat> and I feel like it's like this exactly the kind of stuff it's forgettable in some ways to many people Oh yeah, or it just be. completely because they didn't even know about it mm -hmm. <clears throat> for reasons that, uh, that are, that have everything to do with why the, the, the movie didn't, but horror in and of itself didn't do a fabulous job at the time. There are exceptions to the rule. Not it was a fabulous genre of the of the moment. It, the the exceptions to the rule make go. Oh my god, there was some really great stuff that was happening. But this was more what we saw. We saw um, we saw demon seed. We saw the car. Um, one of the movies that's coming up inside of our repertoire here for this season is a movie called Let's Scare Jessica to Death. And that is an, that's another one that's got a, this cult following of horror behind it. And it's not particularly well done, but it is, it, but it embodies a snapshot in time that is that is it's the horror of that day. Mm. And I'm not saying that it's good. I'm just saying 
this is actually what it was really all about. Okay. I mean, I like, I'm looking at the seventies when I look at horror, I mean, a lot of the stuff was occult stuff and, and things like that, you know, satanic cults and all that nonsense uh, for most of the, the early part. And then after that was the monster movies after Jaws. Um, and then the start of the slasher films with Halloween. But I mean, if you look at the seventies horror films, I mean, there's some really you know, standout films that still hold up really well. Um, Exorcist, of course, um, you know, Halloween. It's, so you start with, you start with Exorcist and you end with Halloween basically, or actually you start with, sorry, Texas Chainsaw Massacre end with Halloween. Cause I mean, 1970, that was, I think 70 or 71 was Texas Chainsaw Massacre. And that film is still friggin' disturbing as all hell. And you, it's not gory or, or bloody as you'd think it would be just by the name, but it's so visceral as a film and it's very scary. And I wouldn't put it on this, this list any other time. Cause it's, I, I, I think it's a great film, but anyways, but, um, but yeah, there's a lot of really good horror films. And then there's some cheese balls. Like, I mean, there's ton, like any era you're going to have a, a, a crap ton of, bad films i mean there are more bad films been made that's, than okay, good films that, or even decent films that's exactly what i'm saying yeah if you go and you browse inside of in 1970s in the 1970s mm -hmm. there of course there are standout exceptions they rock they are so good we remember them and keep trying to repeat them mm -hmm. this day yeah how good they are but mm -hmm. the majority of the movies were, they were like this. They were not memorable. They were, mm -hmm. they, they tried to use the horror genre as a backdrop for stuff. And when they succeeded, it was clearly because somebody had not just, let's throw together something that's horror related. Let's mm -hmm. actually create a good story behind it. And then it's horror as a result. Right. I mean, personally, I just feel like this, this movie is such a, it is such a time. Mm. Okay. I'd almost put Amityville Horror as, as probably a better snapshot of, of bad 70s horror films. And that one was successful despite itself because it's just awful. I didn't know there was a Tales from the Crypt movie in the seventies. Oh yeah, yeah, and there's um, and there was also a um, yeah, Vault of Horror, which was the other, uh, and it was done. Was it about the Hammer film? I can't remember if it was Hammer that did it or not. But yeah, they based it on the uh, EC Comics. Get out of here! Yeah, yeah, and you look at the cast. You got Ralph Richardson and Joan Collins. Wow. If you, yeah, yeah. Hmm? Was it any good? Um, it was an anthology film. No, it was. It had you know, it's a typical it, anthology film from the time. It it was it it, it was goofy. It, I, I, they tried. No. They, I think they really did try. Mm -hmm. But it, you know, it took until Creepshow to get a horror anthology even even marginally, sort of, so that they could incorporate camp with mm -hmm. with actual good horror. Yeah, yeah no idea. Hmm. Okay. It's it's not a bad one to look at. It's a one-off thing. You watch it once, and that's that's as many Never. times you need to see that. Never see it again. All right. So I think this is a good time to uh, we're going to spoil the ending. Oh God, I know people are going to be so mad. So let's. Oh. Show, I'm going to show the ending. Oh yeah, I hate the ending too. By the way. Oh, you got Go ahead. Ending. This ending is perfect. All the right, plan here. is so dumb, but okay. Go ahead. Hey. 
things out of that scene. One, I keep forgetting how bad the soundtrack is for this movie. Because it sounds like a Planet of the Apes film. Like, one of the bad ones. Yeah, it did sound like Planet of the Apes. Yeah, and I probably, we'll have to check. I bet you the composer is probably one of the ones that did like Battle for Planet of the Apes. Didn't you see it in the fire? He's down there under a hundred tons of rock. In the fire, I saw over. It's over. Just like Jaws, we got to blow it up in the end. Well, I'm off to beat my wife. See you guys. I'm going to go for a drink. Yeah, let's go. But uh, like the whole plan they had, okay. This is this is where you know where the setting kind of ruins it. They've got this huge, wide open spaces and everything, and they're planning to get the car, not knowing what the damn thing was trying to do. But they figure they're going to get it, chase them up to the top of this hill, where at the bottom they have all this explosives. And it's like, wait a minute, that's kind of a really dumb plan that really requires everything to go well in your your favor to work, and that shouldn't have worked. But I guess it did. Oh well. It was filmed in Panavision. Yeah. Thousands of meters of film were wasted in the making of this product. <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, this no, nah, this is uh, interesting movie. Yeah, you know what? Uh, look, there's some fun bits to it. There's some goofy stuff. Uh, how he takes out the two police cars by making himself flip in the air and wipe them out. I was like, okay. But then once I saw that, I realized, okay, the car's indestructible. So them blowing it up in the end didn't mean anything. So there's no catharsis there. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That together. No, That's they, for sure. they had no idea. They'd had a few set pieces here and there and said, this would be kind of cool. This would work. Okay, far out. Let's do it. Right on. No, and I mean, the did. police officers didn't get that it was indestructible. Oh, oh, okay. They should have. They should have, but they didn't. I mean, honestly. Well, in the end, it didn't attack them anymore, so I guess they won. <laughs> so there you go. Time. Car's gone. Whatever. But, but see, yeah. but, but uh, I mean, I, I'm just closing thought on okay. the car is it's it's not this like a lot of movies from the 70s for me holds some kind of can't really define it other than that there is and there is a very sort of fun atmosphere around 
B cinema 70s stuff mm-hmm. that is it's entertaining as heck to watch this there's so much to contrast between the way that we create films and do stuff now and and sort of where we have come from mm-hmm. and it it I love the snapshot I really do it this was actually a fun film to watch mm-hmm. yeah, I okay. <clears throat> no it was fun I mean I had a good time with it yeah, I mean, I, I look. I, like I said, I didn't walk away angry afterwards, so that's a good sign. So it was okay. It, I, I had a few laughs here and there. Would I watch it again? Not, no, never. No, not even if uh, your life. No, if it was my life depended, I'd be like, well, take my life. <laughs> I don't need to see that again. Uh, I saw it once before, and I don't need to see it again. Well. Uh, well, I, I do have another opportunity this season to get okay. you to that level. So um, I, all hope is not all right. That's okay. I got a few of my own there that I got to throw at you. So it's all good. <laughs> all right. So um, we are going to do the score now. Because our guest, unfortunately, um, couldn't make it, um, she's going to give us the score uh, later today. I was hoping that she could okay. pop on. Um, so I won't be able to give the final score. So we'll do that at the beginning of the next episode. All right. So, um, uh, Jen, uh, why don't you start off? Are yeah, you talking yeah. to me? The other Jen. Uh, sorry, no. you got out, so I couldn't Go hear ahead. you. Oh, I couldn't hear you. Uh, well, you could have been talking to the Jen that was driving the car. That's possible. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, I'm, I'm actually going to start with my... The, the recipe that I made for this week is called the cardamom bananas milkshake. And it's actually a really good recipe. And uh, honestly, this, we did this the night before we did the car. I had to come up with something to actually make sense. And this is what we came up with. So it, it what cardamom tastes like. It's got a very interesting uh, flavor to it with, and you definitely haven't it's the backdrop but I'll read you what about this because it's short and it kind of fits <clears throat> the car 1977 inspired drink face it the plot was bananas but it was a great flick to enjoy filled with every trope the 70s the car is devilishly campy and fun it's the vehicle version of Jaws. So that I, I know that I posted that actually to Kinte. So Kinte needs to go, but hopefully you can post that somewhere. And my scores. Okay, so my scores for this. Uh, we start with, well, you know what? Can I start separately? Jen, <laughs> is there a reason uh, why? Because she wants to confuse you. Okay. It, yeah. Yeah. No, the reason that I wanted to start with acting is because there was something I just wanted to say that I didn't get to say earlier. I, the, you know, the, of, of everything that is wrong with this movie, the acting is probably, I think, the it, it was so out of place that, it, you know how when you watch a B movie, sometimes you can forget, but you can't forget how ridiculous the people are? That's how I always felt about watching the movie. Even when I was a kid, I remember thinking, 
are people in real life this hysterical? Because that doesn't make any sense to me. Um, and so for acting, I only gave the car uh, a four. But for story, I gave it a seven. Uh, for the score, I gave it a four. And for production, I gave it uh, a six. Uh, oh, however, I gave it an eight because I still love it. <laughs> That's sweet. <laughs> That's 29. All right, I'll, I'll go next. Um, well, you'll just see mine. I gave it fives across the board. Um, I gave the storyline uh, a five. I thought that it was, um, you know, I mean, there's a lot of movies with this kind of premise, but I thought this was, I thought, um, you know, uh, this kind of predated some of the other ones, so I'll give it that. The acting, I think I'm being very generous. Generous. I gave it a five. Uh, nobody really stood out. The car was probably the best actor in the movie. <laughs> And it had no motivation. <laughs> and, and, and the wife beater guy. The wife beater guy was pretty good, too. He, I really believed he was a wife beater. Um, and uh, the score, the score was, I gave it a five. I mean, it wasn't terrible, but like the, the, the music wasn't that great. The score and the sound design. The, you know, some of the sound effects were even silly for 70 standard. And, uh, and, and that sound was uh, it was goofy, so um, I gave it a five. Production quality, um, I thought the overall look of the film. I mean, I, I hear what both of you guys are saying. I do like the desert setting, you know. Um, I, I thought the desert setting was fine, but in sometimes though, it, I don't think you really got what they were trying to convey as far as the uh, tone, so that's why I give it a five. And then overall entertainment value about a five. Um, so with given it, my overall score was twenty five. Now um, I will say this: I think this movie actually redeemed um, Jen in the comparison to um, to uh, Burn Offerings. Was enjoyable while you're watching it. You, you definitely. <laughs> Like burn offerings was was a hard get through, but mm -hmm. this one was actually fun. You could actually watch it. You could watch it with like your girl. Um, she might dump you, but you know. <laughs> so get fun before she dumps you, right? Right, you know. So, but no, it, this was pretty good. And honestly, this and burn offerings really does embody what we're trying to do. So. Um, as far as a movie that's cheesy, that you know, um, that probably should be forget for, forgotten, but you know, so we're we're bringing these uh, movies back. So, yes, for the reanimator. Yes, who who except us would bring these kinds of movies to anybody's attention? You would never even know it. That's them. true. Yeah, I probably well, we are we are warning them with our scores. So there you go. I'm gonna. Uh, I probably lose friends. <laughs> I'll lose friends, but you know, <laughs> they weren't with us. Anyway. <laughs> All, right. All right, story. All right, there we go. The car story-wise. Well, let's see. Jaws on land. How can you? How can you lose? Well, they found a way. They found a way. I give it a five. 
only because there's some goofy moments in it. I still wish I had a better motivation for why the car is doing what it's doing. Just, just something. I don't know. Acting. <sighs> James Brolin. What he brings to the screen, or what charisma he kind of sucks out of the screen, is amazing. I mean, <laughs> there's a guy who I'm supposed to... They, they're trying to force me to care about him by showing yeah. the kids. And it's like, I can't. Oh. Um, the only character I liked in the whole film was the kid with the French horn. And he died within two minutes. So, um, yeah, once again, I think the car is probably the best actor. And even then, I'm, so I'm giving it a solid three. Now, there was nobody. Three. I'll say nobody this. in that film that was really any, that stood out as interesting or good. I'll say this, though. <laughs> One thing you get from watching James Brolin movies is that Josh Brolin didn't get his acting chops from his dad. <laughs> <laughs> he was a way better actor than his father. Yes. yes. Uh, score and sound design. Oh, boy. You know, that horn honking. Boy, was that terrifying. Ugh. And once again, I said, it reminds me of one of the poorer Planet of the Apes films near the end when they're only paying like, a, a, you know, $100,000 to make the film. Uh, the score is just that bad. It's uh, it's a four, and I'm only being generous because I could hear the dialogue, so that's a plus, I guess. Um, the production overall look, you know what? The shots of the desert weren't bad looking. They could have been done so much better. Uh, Day for night is terrible in this film because um, it's so murky, and when they go for night for night, you can't see anything at all. Um, so it, uh, the car itself... Uh, I guess they designed it for the film, so that's kind of a plus for it. I didn't like the design, but I mean, I, at least they did something with it. So it pushes it from a four to a five. And overall entertainment, what did I give Burnt Offerings? Did I give it a two or a zero? Because this is definitely higher than that. Yeah. So, um, you know what? Uh, as much as I've been railing on this film, it had its moments where I'm, I laughed uh, the way you know, dispatched the uh, sheriff's guys and the fact that there was millions of sheriff's guys that kept filling the spots to get killed later. <laughs> um, so I give it a six because I did have fun watching it despite itself. Despite itself. Despite itself, I did enjoy it a bit. <laughs> <laughs> 23. All right. So we'll have the final score and the tally at the beginning of the next episode. Uh, okay, I'll get it from her. Um, let me. Uh, I'm assuming that's beaten rollerball. Has it so far? Uh, we don't know. We need the fourth person. So yeah. Um, I'll say this. Who knows? She might really. I mean, I think she really, really liked it. So, you know, you never, you never know. Yeah, well, she might be like eight, tens across the board. Yeah. <laughs> okay, then, then I think we need to send psychiatrists. Then we have to. Then we have, uh, to, then we have to really screen our guests. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so or there's demand that they drink less. Yes. There is a change. We were supposed to do um we were supposed to do Casino Royale. Right. But um because we had we pushed this episode back. Okay. Uh, and I already had booked a guest um and she couldn't do the following week, so it's already booked. So we're gonna just do body double. She was she was okay. body double. Uh, I still need to get a guest for uh Casino Royale. Okay, but, uh, so find someone who's a really uh, big Bond fan. 
Okay, yeah, we, uh, maybe so we'll we'll a, put a request out for for you know hardcore. Maybe, maybe the you think the monk uh, would like that one? Oh, you know what? He might. Um, it it fits right in his wheel. Well, I mean, he's uh, he's he loves films from the sixties. He's uh, he's well versed in the Bond thing, and uh, yeah, that might be one that he'd like. I haven't talked to him in a while. Have you been able to talk to him? No, it's been a, a long while. It's probably since the last time he was on the show. Yeah, but give him a, give him a shout. I think he might like that. All right. So let me. Um, so Body Double, Body Double came out in nineteen eighty four. Mm-hmm. Uh, description after losing an acting role and his girlfriend, Jake Scully, played by Craig Watson, finally catches a break. He gets offered a big, a, I'm sorry, a, a gig house sitting in Hollywood Hills while peering through uh, the beautiful home's uh, telescope one night. He spies on a gorgeous blonde, Deborah Shelton, dancing in her window. But when he witnesses the girl's murder, it leads to Scully. Uh, it leads going through the netherworld of adult entertainment industry on a search for answers with porn actress Holly Body, played by Melanie Griffin, as his guide. Um, this was m- my movie that I chose. Uh, I'm a big Brian De Palma fan. And this, I mean, he's made a lot of chilly, cheesy movies, but uh, this one, um, this one, I really do like this movie. So uh, we'll, we'll see. I think I sent it. Out, yeah, right? you did. You did. Yeah. So uh, I I'm surprised you, guys, you didn't pick Raising Cane if you were going to do. I like Raising Cane too. Raising Cane is because that one. that's definitely the uh, more of the cheese factor. I haven't seen Body Double, so I can't tell you. I yeah, can't compare. Score, I'm I'm gonna just say the score is outstanding. Mm. So. I, I like Raising Cane too. That was good. Yeah. Hey, well, John Malkovich. I mean, not John Malkovich. Uh, John Lithgow. <laughs> yeah, John, John Lithgow. Lithgow. Really good. Really good. Mm-hmm. Who, 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 hey, you know, just as by way of plugging stuff, who was absolutely really good in Pet Cemetery? I didn't think it was going to work. I thought it was going to flop and be horrible. And you know what? It wasn't. It was John Lithgow makes a really good next door neighbor. Well, I don't know about that. He was kind of creepy. <laughs> but I heard that film wasn't very good. I haven't no, seen it. It was, was better than the original. It was. Okay, that's not, that's not putting a very high bar there to set. It, it was no. way better than the original, and it was actually, it was entertaining. I did not mind okay. spending money on that I, ticket. I'm going to tell you how I feel about the original. If somebody suggested we do that one, I might have to make an executive decision and be like, no. <laughs> hey, sorry, I, 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 I don't want to watch that again. I, I can't watch that again. I'm No. I think I could go off memory. But uh, if I have, because I watched it like five years ago, it was god awful. It was, I, I, bet I liked it as a kid. I was like, was I on drugs as a kid? This is not good. This movie's totally not good. Well, it's, it's the amount of exposure to good stuff you get. It's like, it's sort of like, you know, eating um, uh, sort of a mac and cheese, the packaged mac and cheese stuff, right? When you're a kid, you go, oh, this is delicious. Yeah. And then you have like real pasta, like you have a, a fettuccine Alfredo from a nice restaurant, and you kind of go, Oh, I didn't know that you know food could taste this good. I thought this was good. Now I won't touch that crap now, even if they put hot dogs in it. Yeah, it just I, well, I, I must be a junk food junkie because I love my B movies. My B movies are oh, they're my. Oh, friends. I love B movies too. Hey, I wouldn't have suggested this thing if we weren't good. Now, see, it, let's put your money where your mouth is. We have to do sometime not maybe after we're finished this run we have to do a breenathon Barina? neil breen films oh 
Oh yeah, have you were seeing them? Yes. No, I've only heard about it. Um, oh my god, they are something out of this. They, it's basically this guy who's got enough money to make his own films. He writes, directs, and acts, um, and he pays people to be in them, and not necessarily good actors. They're mostly incoherent. They are bizarre. They're weird, and they are the most amazing things you'll ever see. Okay. Well, maybe and, and and to be honest, I want to do like a basic like I I don't know how, what kind of format we could do. Just like you know, using something like this. Okay. Uh, playing it, we have to record it and then maybe cut out the actual film from the thing just to get the reactions for certain scenes, and then discuss after each film and then go to the next one. They're about an hour and a half each. And by the time we're done, though, I, uh, we will be jelly oh, because wow. they're so weird, bizarre, awful, and wonderful at the same time. Like the the man is he's his, he's the Edward of our time. Without oh, and, yeah. and even though he knows, even though he knows that people are mocking and stuff, he still pushes on. He doesn't play up to it, and so it gets even weirder and weirder. He kind of he he hears people like his films doesn't know why they like his films and so he just keeps going and it's it is um, I would love to see your reactions to these things because they right. are bizarre definitely got to do that Jen how can we get you on social media and all that good uh, social media you can find me at following bliss on I'm sorry following bliss one on twitter and you can find my websites at movies and criticallaughs.com and you can get me at Kente F on Twitter, and you can go to the website, IndieRadio.org. And what about you, man? Hi, Professor Psycho's MovieMadhouse.com. That's where you find my website. And the Unreal Professor Psycho is my Twitter handle, which I haven't done stuff with lately. But if people do start following, I will start posting. All right. So we'll be back with an all-new episode. Peace. See you next week. <laughs>